0: That's another reason you want to feel, because it really is, it could make or break a relationship. Imagine being with somebody with a hardened heart, heart. like I don't want that kind of relationship. There's no connection for me if you're unable to be vulnerable. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Imperfectly Beautiful Podcast. This podcast
1: is a community for melanated queens who are ready to prioritize holistic self-care as the ultimate form of self-love. My name is Toya, and I am extremely passionate about helping you take back your crown and live your best life. With each discussion, I will take you along my own personal journey to self-love, as well as feature guests that will give you practical self-care tips for your mental, physical, spiritual, and financial well-being. Are you ready to invest and thrive in your own journey to happiness and wholeness? Then let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Beautiful podcast. My name is Toya, and I am your host, and I am back with another episode with Dr. Zenovia Tucker. Thank you again for joining me. Hey. (laughs) So last time we had our conversation, we talked about setting healthy boundaries. And so today we are going to discuss feeling our emotions. And I feel like this conversation is necessary because even today with the pandemic and the lack of like interaction and, and communication with people and a lot of us not having that true and genuine connection with others, I feel like it's important for us to know why we feel the way that we feel and understand how we feel. I think a lot of us have learned learned the, the skill of, hiding our emotions and how we truly feel and some of it may have been attributed to the environment that we have grew up in we may not have been able to freely express ourselves and um, we may not have feel like our feelings were validated whether it's with you know with parents or with family or even in relationships and so those things can kind of tend to allow us to just hide our feelings hide how we truly feel which in turn can affect relationships and how we have relationships with others and can prevent us from having kind of those quality, valuable, meaningful, impactful relationships. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring Zenovia, Dr. Zenovia back on to just have this conversation to talk about how important it is to feel our emotions and how we begin to work through some of those things. So to kick off the conversation, uh, basic question. So, why is it important that we feel and understand our emotions?
0: <laughs> Every time we talk, if I talk about feelings. I think about is it Ella Mae feelings so deep and uh-huh. like everybody was really <laughs> singing that song and what nobody in they feelings <laughs> like. <laughs> um, it's important to be in tune with our feelings. One, um. It, it helps us understand where we are at that moment. Because typically when I'm talking to people, we either talking about the past or talking about the future. We're never really like present. And when you talk about mindfulness and people trying to practice meditation and stuff, it's difficult because we don't typically like be in the moment. We're thinking about yes. tomorrow or we thought about what happened, had happened. Um, but identifying and being in tune with your feelings actually helps you kind of sort through them too so uh, for instance if say I working with a teen I get a lot of teens who um <laughs> used to come through my office and intake would send me uh, you know all the information and they were always diagnosed teens with ODD which is oppositional defiant disorder and I used to get so many that I was annoyed because I was just like okay all these aren't you so all of them, all of them. So when I would get them in my office, and I starting to get, I started to get to know them. It's a couple of things that come up, you know, the trauma, the abandonment, neg- negativity that they surrounded in their homes or environments or schools. But one of the things I notice about working with teens is that they really just want you to hear them. Like we're not really creating spaces as adults for our children to just be and to feel. It's like shaking up a pop bottle. And when you open it, it explodes because you you don't want to feel your feelings. Like so if I'm suppressing my feelings, it's going to come out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now how it come out, it I don't know. Some people it think it, it don't be good. So I think it's very important to always be in tune with your feelings so you can know where you are presently. Cause we make rash decisions based on how we feel, and we should not because our feelings fluctuate. So I could be cool right now talking to you. When I get off this phone, I'm going to be tired (laughs) or ready to lay down and not want to be bothered because my feelings fluctuate. And knowing that, I don't typically make decisions based on how I'm feeling right now. Sometimes I have to really sort through it like, okay, I know I'm not feeling good right now, But, okay, let me think about this. You need some tomorrow? Okay, cool. Let me think about that. So I always try to be in my space where I'm like, okay, am I upset? Why am I upset? What just happened that made me this upset? Or what just happened that made me feel good? Maybe I can recreate this when I am feeling low, low at some point. And if I'm feeling mad about something somebody did, ooh, why did it really piss me off like that? Okay, let me check that. I always check in with myself. I'm big on reflecting because I know I'm not perfect. So if something happened with me, with somebody, I was like, okay, what was my part in that? That all deals with emotions and feelings, like being in tune in that moment. If you care, some people don't care. Some people do not care about how they make people feel or um, sometimes about how they feel and how that affects people. I do. Um, so yeah, you always want to be present in your feelings because it tells a story. And sometimes people be trying to look for that story about why they so, why am I depressed? Why am I sad? All that why goes back to the feelings. I have a client, I had a client who told me, um, I don't have no feelings. Right. So they in counseling, telling a story about what they experiencing. And I'll it. But at the same time, telling me they don't have no feelings. I said, but everything you saying is about feelings. So it's not that you're not feeling. You just don't like the word feeling because feelings make you uncomfortable. Now I need to know why. Right. You need to know why more than I do. And as we start unpacking over time they realize the reason they ha- is a negative connotation towards feelings is because their parents. <laughs> you don't get to feel. And that was, that's why it's important. Like, why are, you, why are you saying you don't got no feelings? It don't matter to me. But it do, because you're sitting here in front of me. And you mad as hell. So, let's talk about that. But why is it important? Cause you came here and you feeling, you feeling some kind of way and you need the language for it. So then allowing yourself to even feel it. That's the hard part. Cause we have feelings. We just don't allow ourselves to feel it all the time, but it seeps through for sure. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, (laughs) it
1: does. But it, it also, it also made me think about even myself sometimes like, i'll find myself if i've watched something or i can be at work and i'll just get irritated and then it's just like i feel like my day is off and then mm-hmm. even like how you mentioned like i have to sit back like why am i feeling like this like why all of a sudden do i feel like my day is ruined like mm-hmm. and i would have to think back like oh well this irritated me or this person said this to me and this made me feel some type of way so now i'm like now i'm upset mm-hmm. and then but then i also when you we were talking about the teenagers, that made me think about just the dynamic in specifically the black household, like I feel like a lot of times growing up in kind of traditional black households, you know, mm-hmm. and I won't even say for myself because I won't necessarily say this was my experience, but you mm-hmm. see, and I've even seen in some situations how children we weren't able to freely express ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, being told by the parent, oh, because I said so. So you not being able to kind of voice what it is, how you feel, what your opinions are, even for for little black boys, like boys don't cry. We don't show emotion. You have to be strong. And so then you grow up with this you the man is growing up and unable to express his, you know, his feelings Mm -hmm. and and mm-hmm. enters into you know relationships where he's just kind of like this brick wall because you know he's been told his entire life like you you don't show emotion you're supposed to be strong men don't cry and all the other stuff and so there's just this mm-hmm. this what we were taught and how mm-hmm. we were raised is impacting us today and how we express ourselves.
0: You can't even ask why. It's somehow told.
1: Yeah, it's, it's because
0: <laughs> like, I said so. Because I said because, so. Why? Like I realized having my baby, I was like, "Wait a minute." When she was younger, I was like, "She really don't know." Mm-hmm. Like you really, you have to explain. But one of the things I think was the issue growing up, particularly me, that some parents really don't have the answers, and they be mad because they don't have it. But it's <laughs> that's also a, that's a trauma. A
1: good point. <laughs>
0: That is a good point. <laughs> like you don't really know, so you pissed. Like you bad. But also, it's a trauma response too. That it's you you suck at communication, you lack communication skills, so you're un you unable to explain to your child the why. Sometimes they don't even know. They only say because I said so, because their mama said. Mm-hmm. Like, do you really? Why I can't touch the stove? Like, you should be able to simply tell them why not to touch the hot stove, right? And it's you said something. To, it's, not, it's not difficult at all. Um, there is a, somebody posted, I think it was a tweet um, that I seen on Instagram about um, I allow my kids to ask me why. Why you think they posted that? Because it is a common thing in the black community for mm-hmm. a child not to ask why. That's what I mean by being muffled and stifled. And then I get these teens and adolescents in my office, and they scared to even talk to me. And then when they feel comfortable, I realize like, dang, you ain't even give them the space to even express themselves. How mm-hmm. dare you have your own identity? Because you got these real super controlling parents. And feelings is attached to you said something about um the uh, guys in relationships. Mm-hmm. That's another reason you want to feel. Because it really is, it could make or break a relationship. Imagine being with somebody with a hardened heart, heart. Like, I don't want that kind of relationship. There's no connection for me if you're unable to be vulnerable. I don't do surface level relationships. My friend be like, You Not geez, even friendship. don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, not even friendship. And when I say relationships, I mean that friendships right. too, because that is a relationship. Like, yes. this is work. To be friends it, with it, people it, that... as adults too
1: like yes you, you, have to talk
0: about,
1: you have to talk about your feelings like with your friends like even like one of my friends and you know her but i ain't gonna put her name on the podcast so, <laughs> like, <"What's going?" laughs> so even her and i like we we've had our conversations like is there it, it, like as we're both maturing as adults and as our mm-hmm. relationships have changed because she has her family but you know, and the dynamic is just generally gonna change. It's you know, us having that conversation. Well, like, what do you need in this moment? Being able to express how you feel. If I come to you yeah. and it's like, well, what 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 is it that you need right now? Like, what do you need from me as a friend? Like as a friend, do you need my advice? Do you need like me listening ear? You need you so I think all of those mm-hmm. are definitely important in like in any type of relationship. And even with another friend, I, I found myself having to go back And have a conversation with her because I was afraid to express how I felt about Mm -hmm. a situation. And I, my, my response initially is to just kind of pull away. And I Mm -hmm. had to sit back. I had to, I had to be like, oh, that's not right. And I had to call her. I had to apologize, but I also had to communicate like, this is why I felt the way that I felt. And mm-hmm. us having that conversation about how we feel really just kind of, like, just created a better understanding of, like, who we are and kind of where we were in that particular space in that particular time. But it also helped to us being vulnerable and expressing our emotions and how we felt.
0: It mm-hmm. just,
1: I think for me, it, it just kind of set a different tone for the relationship in a, in a different way rather mm-hmm. than kind of pretending like everything was okay and just continue to move forward with the relationship. But yes, Mm -hmm. I think just relationships in general are work and I never even really thought about it or realized it until you start speaking up about Mm -hmm. how you feel and you start just communicating and really just allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to be vulnerable and also giving your friend or whoever else the the space to be vulnerable and and open with you as well. So it Mm -hmm. is it's not always easy and it's it's also not always easy to look at yourself, to know that you are sometimes part Mm -hmm. of that, you know, part of that problem as well. But I think Mm -hmm. at the end, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely worth it because Mm -hmm. relationships come out stronger. I think you both Mm -hmm. learn each other um, in new ways and it's just like, you are growing and evolving together and it's, you know, what sometimes what the relationship was is not, you know, what it will continue to be. But I think being able to mm-hmm. have that space to express your emotions um, and be vulnerable in a relationship kind of, you know, helps mm-hmm. with that, with those transitions.
0: Mm-hmm. It, expressing your need for some people is hard. I was working with some adults and it was a group. Uh, I used to run psychoed groups and group therapy and um, I forgot what topic I was teaching but I was like what do you need in this particular this particular person and they got so upset with me simply because I asked them what they need and, and it wasn't and I didn't take it personally because I identified that I is not me they really don't know what they need because they don't sit with themselves long enough and in this case this person was addicted to drugs so everything that I feel I suppress and numb with drugs so you ask me what I need is offensive you know or Mm. I don't know so I'm upset and the only way I know I express myself is through anger I've seen that so much with men.
1: absolutely yes
0: I had to like you have so many more emotions than anger and I would get these grown men in my office. And, and, I didn't, and I hadn't, at that time, I hadn't worked with a lot of men. And at this point, I had a lot of them. It had a soft spot for them because they didn't have the space to just be sensitive or vulnerable. That they would come in my office bawling. Just simply because they had the space to do that. Like, I didn't really have to say anything. And that alone is rewarding to me. Like, we didn't fix your issue in this short time span, but this was huge for you to just let it go. Let it out. So even expressing themselves, it, it, is, it really... um it really it saddens me sometimes um, being with people and not being able to be. And I said this before, like I remember being afraid to express myself. My my root issue was rejection. I was dealing with the spirit of rejection and abandonment. So if I told you how I feel, I run the risk that you are gonna leave me. Same. Even if you don't need to be here. Because it was like as long as you here for a little bit which was so bad. But at the time, it was like, you here. <laughs> like, you ain't giving me what I need, but you here. And then as I grew, it was just like, I oh, don't know, i just be by myself. Like, I, I, I started learning how to just be by myself and being content. Like, I was no longer lonely. I was just alone, which is a huge difference. So I... For some people, it's that. It's that abandonment, like, that emotional neglect and emotional abandonment. The, the fear of being rejected. Like, that's the story and experiences that people are having. so, to be able to, you want me to tell you how I feel or what I like and what I don't like? That, it, for me, even translate into the bedroom. Like, I ain't about to say nothing. Mm-hmm. Cause then you don't want to be bothered with me. Now it's like, mm-mm. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> up. So, yeah, I mean, at one point did we um, find that or believe that expressing ourselves was a thing we should not do? Where did that come from? I answer it. If you think... And when I think about the Black community, I think about the, trans, the chattel slavery,
1: mm. right?
0: It, it really goes all the way back. And when we talking about generational, it is passed down to generational. When I was younger, I didn't look people in the eye. That's what was taught. Or when I'm walking on the sidewalk, I remember like just shipping over. Especially when white people come. Mm. Now you can't pay me. That's I haven't seen my daughter that. <laughs> no <laughs> like,
1: no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not walking. We in the gonna rub I'm shoulders. The grass. Listen here.
0: Clearly, you gonna You want me to rub your shoulders. Sometimes I have to catch myself too. Like, wait a minute. But if you think all of this was passed down, mm-hmm. you don't get to ask questions. You don't get to express yourself. You don't get to be fully human. And you're and we're asking people to express themselves and tell us and to be vulnerable. In a world that don't even love us, like what are we asking? Why? Why would I do that? Which are all valid questions. But we don't want to make no rash decision or we'll be locked up, cutting mm-hmm. folks' head off, can't control our emotions. There is nothing wrong with being angry. What well, the issue is when anger controls you? There's nothing wrong with being happy. There's nothing wrong with being excited. There's nothing wrong. These are natural re- responses to things. But when you don't have a control over something, that's not going to happen. Because you're impulsive. And you out here snapping on everybody. with <laughs> And we don't do like, I don't want to hear that. I, just, I be by myself. I don't like people anyway. Oh, okay.
1: And then be miserable.
0: Let me know how that worked out. I've been there, done that.
1: That's a sad place to be too.
0: Ooh, horrible. I was a natural born loner. And I still I'm introverted. I still like to be by myself, but like the identity of being a loner. And not in like, I don't need nobody or, and not trusting somebody, that is hurtful. And I only know it being on the other side. It's refreshing to have people in your life that you can trust.
1: That's true. And who you can depend on. I even had my therapy session today um, and I was talking to um my therapist and last weekend I wasn't I was like sick or something I had like some type of stomach bug and I was like and I've literally been in the house for weeks and I was like I need some social interaction I just like I just need to connect with people um and he was just like well so like did you reach out and ask like like tell people that you I was like no <laughs> so <laughs> just at home like by myself just looking stupid it's just for me that was just like just it's okay to express how you feel and and tell somebody that you need their space, you need their company, whatever. Um, So that just made me think about that. But it's sometimes being, having that ability to just express yourself is, is, especially when you've always had that, that mindset of like keeping everything to yourself and, and struggling with the, the, the vulnerability and, and asking for help, um, mm-hmm. that can sometimes be a challenge.
0: Mm-hmm. You out here sorting through your ideas by yourself, giving sure. yourself advice and suggestions, <laughs> <laughs> which could be helpful if you're rational, but then I think a lot of other things come out when you're able to say it out loud. And I, mm-hmm. I know I'm a at heart. Like Everything is in my head. I don't talk to people a lot all day every day. Unless I'm working or whatever, so when I do finally say though, I'm like, dang, I didn't even come up that with my come up with that by myself." Thank you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm learning to be more open with my own feelings and even asking for help. Um, so yeah, it's so hard. It is. It's hard. It is.
1: So my next question would be. Other than you mentioned, um, you know, with people who tend to suppress their emotions, it gets to the point where they just kind of explode and let it all out. And then you have these outbursts of just like anger and things of that nature. Are there other ways in which it can manifest in someone
0: else's life
1: from suppressing and hiding your feelings?
0: Yeah. Um from a physiological standpoint, um, I used to use this analogy: um, What happens when you hold your urine? Or what happens when you try to fight back your back your tears? So when you hold your urine, you know your bladder fill up; it get crampy and achy, and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, even with constipation, like people, old, you know day number two, it, you you stop in the flow. Or if you, you know, want to cry and you holding back your tears, you got this, your throat kind of like tense up and it feel like you've swallowed a frog or something. That same thing with feelings. When you don't express yourself, it, it gets housed in your body. So I said this before, trauma is a physiological response. Um. So it's feeling. So I could see trauma in people's shoulders and the way they walk and sit. So typically the physiological, and based on research, this is evidence-based. I wrote about this um, for my dissertation. Yeah, GI issues, migraine, um, anxiety. Um, the psychological impact could be introduced. Intru- so hypervigilance, Depression, things like that, and the social impact um, is some people isolate, um, poor habits, substance use, poor decision making, uh, unhealthy relationship, things of that nature. So they manifest in different ways, um, and we see it: high blood pressure, <laughs> ulcers, mm-hmm. all kind of things. Yeah.
1: I feel like these are all conditions that are prevalent within the Black community as well.
0: Most definitely. um, Diabetes. (laughs) Some people are emotional eaters. So the result of eating bad Mm foods results in heart disease and things like that. It is, uh, if you research it, you will see it. Like it's real. It is so real. Um, And we're trying to, a lot of researchers are trying to bring that on the forefront. So in in, in a Black community in particular, you will see a high diagnosis of like, like I said, ODD in teens. Oppositional defiant disorder, schizophrenia, schizoaffected, depression and anxiety. I've seen a lot of teens with PTSD. They like skipping over the whole idea of we experience communal violence at an all time high, but also racism. This race based traumatic stress <laughs> that is being experienced, uh, which. Symptomology is related to PTSD, so they don't. You, I have, I can't even tell you how many people came in my office that's black or African American or even brown that's diagnosed with PTSD, and they sit in my office. I'm just like, wait a minute. Okay, well, they're oh, the teens are they're behaving? They in juvenile detention? They doing this? They do that? Have you sat and talked to these these kids? Classic case of a trauma-related issue. So it does manifest, and then in our health. But when you also deal with someone who has food insecurity or living in poverty, you'll see that too. It's associated. Mm-hmm. The food in our communities, if it's not a food desert, is trash. Absolutely outdated. I keep buying produce, and I'm I'm in like um. Middle class neighborhood. Why everything going bad quickly? I just bought a bag of That's potatoes true. and they gone. I had to throw the whole bag away. They started growing stuff on. A Couple of days ago. Like how long y'all had this? Mm-hmm. Why is this tomatoes getting run so quickly? Like, and you putting grocery stores in neighborhoods who don't have money. You putting the Mariano's or like a Whole Food near that's the closest store to this low income neighborhood How on and
1: it's also a sign I feel like it's also a sign of like what's to come as well because if you see a Whole Foods in the hood you know what I'm saying like even here in Chicago and in Inglewood you see a Whole Foods you already know they getting ready for gentrification you already know what the plans are in the upcoming
0: future when they put that Mariano's on, what's that, 39th and King Drive?
1: Yeah, that Mariana's a trash uh-huh. girl. It is terrible. It's... But
0: they expensive. I don't even but shop Mercy- there anymore. But <laughs> Mercy Hospital has been buying up the area for a very long time. For at least a decade. When they tool down the wells. But you've you seen it. When they start putting hospitals or universities in areas, you could guarantee, you can guarantee they are tearing down row houses, they're up in the rent in the property tax University of Chicago, UIC, UIC is still building. I mean, the people who have owned over there is like, yes, come mm, on, yeah. yes. But whoa, these property taxes and disrespectful, disrespectful, but yeah, it's time of the, it's the times, and then you're pushing people out, and then that's another stressor. So being displaced. Where's the help for them? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. So much. It's 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 honestly it's overwhelming. So it's just kind of like, I think sometimes, and I, I think I had this conversation. I'm like, will we ever as a community get to a place where we like catch up? And she was honest. She was just like, I don't I don't think so. And it's so heartbreaking. I feel like there's so many different areas. And aspect, there's just so much trauma that has been passed on from generation to generation. And I just, it's like a part of me wants to just like, wish that one day everything will be okay, you know, to an extent, but it's just, there's just so much work that has to be done just with us in general. And it's, it's overwhelming. And it's just it like, is- man, like. And and this also one of the reasons why I, I established and wanted to to create this podcast, I had a a, a place outlet a community um, and also be able to provide resources to those who may not be able to to have it for people who can't afford therapy, um, or for people who feel like they don't have anyone to talk to, or don't have an outlet, or don't know what to do about a particular situation to start that journey to healing. Um, but it's just like some I just sometimes I think about that like, man, it's just there's just so many layers to this.
0: So many And there's layers. so many people boots on the ground fighting, expressing and we're talking about feelings, expressing their feelings in their disdain for certain things. So it's like some of these in these some of these communities we're talking about, you have some black people who's contributing to gentrification, gentrification. Yeah. So it's like they're buying properties up in a price, you need to make three times, four times the rent to even live over here. They're part of the, they're part of it. From a business standpoint, it's a good look. Mm-hmm. But like, you you kind of contributing to the idea too. Or when they mm-hmm. de- de- talk about returning the trauma center or adding the trauma center to the University of Chicago, the whole debacle about that, or when Cook County opened the hotel in the old like i still people think that's have, creepy though but <laughs> yes us from chicago are not staying at no is it a high- it, i mean it's yeah. nice i went there for um
1: uh, for an event for an organization but i was just like i could not stay
0: here like it was just you know, it was just many- uh, weird <laughs> <laughs> it's too we know too many too much yeah it's a very convenient place. It is a well thought out, you know, plan. You own a 290, you near downtown, mm. you own a great place for a hotel. right? But people had issues with it. They had feelings and emotions. They had, they was voicing their like, opinions and they were shut down because you ain't got no money. That's another layer of a stressor that there are the community mm. already dealing with. The village was over there. There was projects over there. They're remember. gone. Where are the people at? So it's so much, it's so many layers, and it's a domino effect, but it's multi layered in so many different ways, and it yeah. contributes to everything and how we express ourselves. Some of us don't even go out to vote because it's like it don't even matter, but <laughs> imagine that stressor. Like, <laughs> Like, why would I go stand in this line? It's voter suppression. You're not yes. even—you lying to us. That affects everything about us. So it also goes back to like, why would I even say anything? Mm. Why am I on any platform about my beliefs or anything? Like, it don't matter. That's how people feel. <sighs> my vote don't count. Y'all turn out some uh, what's the vote? It's not popular vote. There are the other. The other,
1: one, the other one, yeah, <laughs> the both. other one, that's the yeah, name. That's the other one, so not the electoral
0: vote. So, are you talking about that? Yeah, that okay. That's why people are like Bible don't count because y'all got these random people in these random states, <laughs> Girl, <I laughs> So, feel like our feelings, scam. our emotions, is connected to so much all at one time. That's why we have to step back sometimes from social media. It's, it's created for a reason. We're bombarded with lots of information all at one time and um, it, it messes with the psyche. So people have to be very intentional about taking a break from social media. Although people using it for their bread and butter like it shouldn't, that shouldn't be a be all, in all um, because the, the idea is to get all this information to you for you to react. <laughs> like I get online yesterday and seen something that devastated me and I'm just like, see, this is why I be putting my phone down. I don't want to deal with this today.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I don't want to watch another movie. I, I would not watch Emmett movie. I, I don't want to see can't another, watch any of those. another movie about this. I can't watch any of those.
1: It's very I, triggering.
0: Yeah, so we have to protect our... Not only do we need to express our emotions, We also need to protect it. We need to protect our eyes and our ears. They all have that. All of it. All of it.
1: So how can we work towards getting to a place where we begin feeling open enough to be vulnerable and transparent about expressing our emotions? I know therapy is one avenue. Do you have anything else that you could add?
0: always do self-reflection. Some people do a whole lot of journaling, and journaling don't always require writing. Some people do video diaries or voice recordings to express Honestly. themselves. Better, um, to go back and hear themselves, and some people go back and listen to themselves too write. Some people just go back to kind of squirt through and process that. Um, that's something I've done. Also, everything is about self. So you said, what could we do? So therapy, self-reflection. This is going to be, I'm trying to word this right. Because the first thing I thought about when you asked that, I, I was thinking about how we try to put all our safety in other people. Like if I'm vulnerable or express myself to you, I expect you to care for me. And I think it's the expectation that get us messed up. Because we, so for instance, yeah. I, to respond a certain way when I share good news or when I make a decision that will benefit me. And it's the expectation that gets me caught up, right? Not that I told you. You didn't respond how I mm-hmm. you to.
1: And so now I'm just like, I ain't going to tell you nothing else there.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People are hesitant about doing that. When it's, when honestly it's freeing to us to express ourselves, if we try to leave out the expectation. And that's difficult. Because if I'm excited, I'm like, yes, you should be excited. It's not always the case.
1: Especially if it's somebody close to you. They be like, oh, okay, that's good, girl.
0: <laughs> or even though they are business. We, you, people are expecting the people close to them to be the one to promote and support the business when yeah. they typically are the last ones to do that. Unfortunately, it that's a
1: hard reality I had to learn, and I had yeah. to learn to become okay with it. Like, and I'd be like, "Dag!" Like, then it had me thinking, like, "So is this? Is it trash like that, man?" Like, <laughs> but even if, it's yeah. just you just. I don't know why that is, because even with talking to other people, they're just like, "Yeah, like my friends and family are the last to support." And my family, like, I appreciate my family because they they do support. But even like for some friends, I was just like, "What? Like,
0: why?" And so you on a different level is like, "I know this, like, okay, but like you could share it though, right?" A little bit, you know. But I think that's what stifles us from expressing, some of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we could try to think of it as, I'm expressing myself for me and not for you. This is about me.
1: Yeah,
0: What about me kind of expression? Because I'm, either it's you trying to get them the correct behavior or you trying to just share something good. You want to share it. Now, if you have identified that this is the person that is not going to be that person that you won't get you get excited with you, You don't have to change the person. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's okay. You have identified it. You took the mental note. Okay, let me find somebody else. I have friends, really close friends. I know who I can talk to about certain things and not. And we all okay with that. And we'll even say, you know what? I ain't even the one you want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) You will not want to talk to me about it. Nope, I'm going to keep my mouth closed. Or, "Mm, uh, don't be like me. Be like Jesus. Like, really, we know that. You want mature people in your life that's going to know you that well. And then I think it's, you know, identifying emotions. Some of us don't even even know a lot of emotions. There's an emotion chart I used to use. And it kind of spells out all the different emotions. And some of them come with faces. That's associated with the word annoyed or a um, static, or like it's associated. Some of us don't really know. So, even some people have to go all the way back, all the way back. I had to do it with kids and teenagers, all the way back to identify these emotions and stuff. So, um, journaling is always good in any form. I don't read no self-help books. I know some people like them. That may be something you want to do. YouTube University. Positive affirmations. People write them on a sticky notes, post them everywhere. Some people have this app. There's apps for that pop up on your phone every day to kind of help you. And it, it models like, oh man, I feel like this. Let me express myself. Like it's so many different things. We have our phone all the time. All the time. All that. So, um, but finding a safe space is always the important space to express yourself and get in a habit of doing that. You always want to and sometimes that safe space is not with the people that's so few. And we have to learn how to be okay with that. Especially if we only self-preservation and Self-development journey. Uh-huh. Word. <laughs> <laughs> this is your journey. This is your process and it looks different. So yeah.
1: Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for this conversation. Uh I really appreciate it. Um, but before we close this out, last question. I always ask this question. What is your favorite? Self care practice or self care mantra?
0: Um, my self care practice in this to do nothing because I always I'm always doing something. In it, when I say do nothing, I mean doing something that don't require me to think a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, I love HGTV. I am a I'm I am a junkie. I love architectural design. Mm-hmm. I YouTube, I would be on HGTV. I didn't download the apps to just look at home in my mind. I could do this. Um, that's part of myself care. That brings me so much joy. I used to go to open houses after church, like just to see. So that's so much
1: fun. I haven't done that in years. Just like go to open houses and Pretend like I'm looking even when I'm not.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm going to upgrade myself and do a, a million dollar home. Hey. They don't ask me a whole lot of questions, but let me just roam like the rest of the people. So right. that That's what I do for self-care.
1: I think that's a good idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much and thank you everyone for tuning in to this conversation. If you all have any suggestions on any topics that you would like to hear in the upcoming future, feel free to email info at imperfectlybeautiful.me or inbox me on Instagram or Facebook at imperfectlybeautifulofficial, Beautiful Official. And I will talk to you all later.